welcome to Getting to the Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee, and today I am chatting with the creator of Mr. Kokodama, Danvik Celebrato Royer. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rob. Thank you for coming on to the show. And if you will, one, I, again, I, I didn't say it when we were talking, but thank you for what, you, what you're doing. It brought a lot of great energy. I was uh, fortunate enough to meet you briefly and, and get one of the the great, the great, he's, he's, his name is Nakamura, um, but got a great Kokodama, so I'm really happy about that. And um, I want to get into the vital stats. Um, what are your vital stats, your background, and what's the mission of your small business? So um, I am originally from the Philippines. Um, I moved here when I was seven back in 2005. Um, and then I moved to Towson to go to college. And, and then I was like on track to graduating. Well, I, I graduated like right when COVID hit. So during that year, it was kind of like just quite the confusion. But um, during all of that mess, that's when I uh, started Mr. Kokodama. So that's pretty much the, the journey, the synopsis. <laughs> the synopsis, the journey. So it's a Japanese bonsai art form that originated in the Edo period. Mm -hmm. I, I've researched, I did research. Um, <laughs> so kind of what sparked your interest in that specific like type of like, like art or this, this, this type of work? So honestly, I didn't even get into bonsai and kokodamas really until um, late 2020. It was like December of 2020, right when I was graduating. Um, but during that time, like from March 2020, like when the lockdown happened all the way to like throughout that year, I was keeping plants and collecting plants and learning how to grow different types of plants. And it started from like, small kitchen herbs like basil parsley to to house plants and so like this weird obsession with plants kind of just just exponentially grew so um i started following a bunch of like plant pages on instagram and i i, I came across uh kokodamas and i thought it was pretty it was pretty interesting like these these look really unique and like yeah. um i've never seen anything like it before and so um I thought, oh, well, I think, I think I'm able to make that. So uh, I Googled it and uh, I made one. I made my first Kokodama as a Christmas present to my mom. That's really nice. I like the, um, I like just different things that I'm seeing on the socials and on the website. It was ones I saw for, um, we're recording this in February, too dated for the fine <laughs> folks, but um where I saw one that was, I think, for Valentine's Day. I was like, are those, are those flowers? I was like, what the hell? I was like, you got some new shit on there? You know, I was like, wow, this is this is really cool. And I think um, it's showing that you're doing a lot of different things. So what does, like, you're, you're doing things that are unique, uh, that are different. What does it say about your personality and the work that you're, you're choosing to do? Like, I saw the, the recent... Um, the Valentine's Day kind of ones with the roses in there. Mm -hmm. So tell me about that. What does that say about your personality within your work? Um, I guess something that I see that parallels with the business and myself is that this this want to learn more and and grow. I kind of find those two themes huge, especially when 
growing plants there there's growth involved and and learning um and so that can that's applicable in many aspects of the business like learning how to grow the plants what their their requirements are for sunlight and watering and like how they react in the winter versus spring and summer um and it's really unique like how how each and every single plant varies um depending on what region they come from in the earth um and i think that that's something that like i hold very similar to to my personality because I, I i like to learn um i'm actually in my master's program right now in towson for global humanities and i wanted to um steer steer it into what i'm doing um and i was originally planning to to take it through the mr kokodama approach by um studying environmental activism and policy and how that affects climate change and all of that um but yeah um definitely growth and learning that's that's huge i think uh yeah it there, there's a connection between like you know the next few questions actually i i think they all kind of tie together but the, describe to me the the connection between like um art and plants you, you touched on it a little bit in terms of like the growth and, and and growing in terms of learning things but what are those other connections between um art and plants um so during this period in japan the edo period 1600s and the 1800s there was this huge artistic and aesthetic movement in japanese art and it was going back to nature and 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 showing off the beauties of nature the natural growth of things but even the imperfections of it um because there are imperfections in nature um especially in plants You're, they're not always going to be aesthetically pleasing but they're still a part of nature um and i think this connected um, idea of maintaining the natural look of the plant, which is uh, which you can see in bonsai and kokodama, it's mm -hmm. it's it's so intertwined to the point where it's pretty much the same thing. Art is nature, and nature yeah. is art. So yeah, I, I find that I find that that's the most connectedness I see in plants and art. I dig it. If that so makes sense. No, it does. It does. Um, so let, let's talk about the other thing, because it also it, it's it's a business. And I believe the, the term that gets thrown around is uh, creative entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So tell me about that learning curve is, is in being a creative entrepreneur, like, you know, been doing it for what since since, since 2020. And what does that learning curve look like for you? Because I see a, a lot of really cool things that you're doing through your website and how you've approached it from in, in the middle of a pandemic, obviously. So kind of starting a business in the middle of a pandemic. Tell me about that learning curve. Well, originally when I started getting interested into Kokodama, so like I guess the timeline would be back in December 2020, I mm -hmm. wasn't thinking about it as a business, honestly. I, I liked... I liked how it looked, and so I started giving it to people as gifts. So for Christmas, I gave one gift to my mom, and then I gave a few more kokodamas to 
a f- like a few friends of mine whose birthdays are in February and January. So they were like, you know, that's that's a really cool idea. You should start you should start selling these. And I'm like, oh, I don't I don't know. Like, I don't know about that. Like, I'm not I'm not like a type of person to like just sell something and just like mm-hmm. start a business. And so then a few more months go by and like, I'm like, I just graduated and I'm looking for jobs and, and this opportunity or this, this idea just keeps being brought up. Like, why don't you just start on the, the, the Kokodama business? Like it's, um, and I, I have all of these, like, um, I have all these people supporting me in this and, and believing in me. And mm-hmm. I think them inst- instilling that belief like gave me like a lot of confidence and you know like maybe i can i can actually do this yeah. and so the 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 learning curve for uh learning the business i have been very blessed to to have the people around me who 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 know business my partner he graduated from uh university of maryland with a degree in business so and and i have no experiences in business whatsoever. So with a lot of his help, he, he taught me how to like start, start up my business. Like, how would I, like, how would I advertise it? What, what do I want my mission to be? What, like things that I never really thought about, you know, like owning a business or like viewing a business, like my perception of a business, it has like completely changed because I never thought like an entrepreneur in a way but i don't know i originally like this was just a form of gifts i didn't really want to capitalize off of it because it's i thought it was just so beautiful it shouldn't be it shouldn't be like taken advantage of for a price but in a way like people do see the value in that so they they buy it as gifts yeah it, and, and, you know, as I, as I was saying before, and, you know, we, we got started that I look at it as this, my, my partner look at, as it, at it as art as well. Like this is, this is art. So I look at it in the same way of I'm buying um, a print, I'm buying a, um, someone's painting or something on those lines. This is, this is art. So I, I think in looking at it that way and having that support from the people around you is really big and really good to, um, get you to that next spot because there's there's work that goes into it it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's you know stuff <laughs> you know um so i one of the things i really dug um because uh, as i was saying before um my uh Kokodava's at my girlfriend's house it is not here because i was concerned about his health and well-being <laughs> because people come to plants come to my house to die and i was like look you gotta knock more look brother <laughs> you know so but I, I noticed one of the really cool things about your website is that the infographics that are on there, um, kind of walking through like proper lighting and watering and things of that nature, which it's funny because, you know, you were you were saying like a moment ago that you didn't envision this initially to be a business. You're you're someone that kind of digs it. You you appreciate the beauty in it, but you put out something that's really helpful. And I think that other, quote unquote, plant businesses that are doing it for a business and are really focused in that business side of things, they fall short. So what was your experience with, you know, with plants before like going into this space and, you know, at the end of 2020? So getting into plants, I, I definitely struggled with that aspect, like how to take care of it. Um, mm-hmm. Usually when you buy potted plants, it just has the, the, 
like a shaded version of a sun to give you like percentage of light and it's so it's so subjective especially with like different types of plants um Mm -hmm. and and different like companies would label the same plant like in in different like lighting conditions which is i always found confusing so i always had to like google the the question like how do how do i maintain this plant how do i keep it alive and um so shout out to my friend alex who who helps me out with uh mr kokodama because she's the one that set the website up um and she helped me write um all the care guides, the basic care guides. And, um, my partner, Evan actually gave me the idea of, you know, like you can't, you can't spend so much time, like explaining, like how to care for these plants. So you need to make it as easy as possible for people to understand how to take care of it without consuming so much of my time. And like the first few weeks of Mr. Kokodama, I would type up like I would type up pages on pages of like care guides because like what type of lighting does it need, especially like for the winter or the summer, or like how, how will watering vary? How will there, there's so many components to, to taking care of a plant. So when I was seeing, when I saw that I uh, was spending so much time spending, like writing the care guides, um, I definitely like, needed to come up with like a better solution and i didn't want to take the the plant nurseries who usually just have like the the basic basic care guide but i wanted Mm -hmm. to have like more detail but i still stuck to the three basic elements of each care guide which is the sunlight the watering and the temperature yeah because i want the person to have the basic needs and understand the basic needs of the plant but I really want what I would really like the person buying the Kokodama to create a relationship with the Kokodama and like take their own time to, to Google. Cause like, I also write the name on each care guide just, just so the person knows what type of plant it is. Um, and I think that having that connection to the plant, like knowing the name, knowing, knowing its care, like, really incentivizes the person to care for the plant in a way. Absolutely. So, and thank you for sharing that, actually. that it, it, I'm hearing you're a person that really cares about what you're doing. So <laughs> I, I like that. I like that. I dig thank it. You. I dig it. I really thank do. You. So what is creativity? What does creativity mean to you? Do you consider yourself a creative? Why or why not? Um. Yes, I think I've always considered myself as a creative person like ever since I was younger I was always into music I played the violin the guitar and I sang and like in in other creative aspects I pick up languages pretty quickly um so when I moved here from the Philippines I picked up English pretty quickly and um I studied Spanish in Towson um and French as well and so I, I think I, that creative aspect is uh, very prominent in my personality. So you're a polyglot. I dig <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. And you, you asked what creativity like meant to me. Yeah. Um, so what, what is creativity to you? Like if, how, how will you define it? Creativity is seeing p- 
patterns and connectedness and in chaos and mm-hmm. and making something of it because um, you see this creative aspect in in music for example in lyrics and even in literature um that like you make something from something basic or or, or just a few elements i got one more question for you um, before we get to the rapid fire questions, mm-hmm. like I said, I was going to troll you. I'm not letting you <laughs> off the hook. Not letting you off the hook. Um, so I read that um, one of your goals is to raise a, uh, environmental awareness and participate in conversations concerning climate change. Mm-hmm. Speak on like, like what you're doing like like right now toward that effort. And if you could make a few suggestions to the people listening on maybe what they could do towards that effort as well. Because I think there's a lot of... Um, I think there's some things to be demystified around like what climate change and what environmental awareness is. We're all sharing the same um, environment and we're all treating it differently. <laughs> so if you would, um, should you share a few thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's very important to tackle question, questions like climate change and and political awareness and environmental awareness. Um, I think that in this in this ever growing globalized society that we have we need to view the world it, like in a unified vision or else like nothing's going to get done um like right now there's a huge water shortage crisis like globally there are droughts going on and there are there's like mass deforest- deforestation in the amazon and when I when I read into these topics, it's not just about the environment, but also the people who are connected to the environment, like indigenous indigenous people. Um, and so, like, it's it's interesting to look at how pol- politics and political agendas are so intertwined with how we treat the earth, um, and the people who protect the earth, which essentially are indigenous people. Um, And so the reason why I wanted to take on this environmental awareness is because I I feel like that's, that's reflected on Mr. Kokodama as a business. Um, Because the entire, the entire Kokodama itself is, is zero waste. Everything's natural and everything biodegrades. So from the twine to the soil to the to the moss, everything's natural and the plant as well. Um, and so like with the kokodamas that I've killed, because <laughs> I have killed kokodamas and plants, I would put them in um, my compost pile so that they could, mm-hmm. could decompose and eventually go back to their natural state in a way. So I think taking the time, like if you, you ask, like if I have any advice for people um, mm-hmm. out there who are listening um, about environmental awareness, like I would advocate for people to start your own compost pile in your backyard. If you have, if you have the space, um, um, start being aware of what you throw out versus what you recycle Um even like what you consume or like if you take reusable bags to the grocery store, use the plastic bags um, and how long you leave the water running for it. It's, it's simple things that you can make like a huge impact um, on a day to day basis. Like reducing your carbon footprint would just be 
your overall like best goal to have. Yeah, I, I, I think that pretty much puts it out there really plainly because people don't see the connections. But when you give them skin in the game, it's like this is kind of what you should do. And here's a few easy tips, easy corrections. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people think that there are large mass changes that you have to make. And it's like, no, you can just stop running the water so much. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Differences. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I think if, if enough people do it, then yeah, there's going to be a change. Yeah. Especially just like spreading the word and like holding yourself accountable to do it. It's, it's very important. Um, and like read up on the news. Like I, I have met like a lot of people recently who, don't have really strong political opinions, especially when it comes to climate change. But once it starts affecting you on a day-to-day -day basis, like then they'll be concerned, but like it's, it's now, now's the time to like act and do something about it. I agree with that. The, yeah. So now, <clears throat> now I have a few questions for you, rapid fire questions. Uh, mm -hmm. And I'm going to preface this by saying, don't hate me because some people, <laughs> Some people get, get get in their feels after this, and it's like, look, man, they just questions, man. Um, <laughs> oh, God. So, no, no, you're, it's all good. Uh, so, I got five questions for you, um, and answer these as briefly as you can. Um, so, first question, what is your favorite travel destination? I've been stalking your, your Instagram, just for context. <laughs> My travel destination? Yeah, your favorite travel destination. Oh, Where do you like to go? Um, I think... I think my favorite place that I've ever been to was Colombia. Okay. Yeah. Um, what is something you cannot do? Like some people are really bad at math. Some people can't parallel park. What's something that you're like, I suck at this. Um, Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I, uh, I think I think I'm like bad at regular parking. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually better at parallel parking than regular parking, but I get so anxious when I'm regular parking. Okay. Um, I noticed some a little fashion stuff out there. Some of the, you know, like I said, I, you know, I'm out there. I'm available. Uh, what is your favorite fashion accessory? Are you a you're in the ties? Are you into like clips? What what uh, handkerchiefs? Uh, pocket squares? What's your favorite fashion accessory? So this is actually this is I. So I just got off work and um and I honestly like this attire. Um. So yeah, ties would be my favorite accessory. Okay. I like how you came on. It's like you just popped <laughs> on the screen. I was like, what the hell? No, um, I, I I just got off at six and like yeah. um right when I got home, I was like, oh crap, I need to I thought I had time to change, but no. <laughs> oh no, I feel now I feel like I'm under I'm like I said, dirty no, sweatshirt. No, no, no. I, I work oh. at a law firm, so don't don't <laughs> don't <laughs> All right. All right. Dan Vic Esquire. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Now, now it's going to take a laugh. Uh, what are three words that would describe living in or around Baltimore? Like, what, how would you describe like living, you know, like, I guess you're in Towson, what have you, or maybe in that Roland Park. W what part, like, how do you describe like living in Baltimore? What are three words you would use to describe it? Um, convenient, beautiful, and, and unique. 
Good words. Now, this is this is the one that people have been getting upset about. <laughs> Describe the last text that you sent. <laughs> the last text that I sent. Oh, God. Uh-huh. I need to go to my... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's great because it, this is a question I saw in a Jonathan Groff interview, and he pulled out the phone. He's like, let me check what I sent, actually. What did I send? <laughs> oh, God. Wow. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, I'll go to the the, la- the one before the last one. Okay, yeah, let's go to that one. Um, I texted <laughs> my coworker and friend Adis um, to... I was going to drop off his phone charger, but I said, I just uh, got to get home quick because I have a podcast interview for Mr. Kokodam at 680. <laughs> yeah, so that's a good way to tie it up nice and wholesome. Yeah. <laughs> it brings it full circle. <laughs> I, well, I was trying to look for my my last text then, but like all the, the texts were just uh, discombobulated. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. Yeah, mines are just like always either food references or like inappropriate memes. So yeah, I definitely get it. Um, you gotta hold yourself back on that question. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it was what's your what was your last Google search for a while? And um, I caught some people in business that were like, "Look, I can't describe what I was doing." I was like, "All right, you do whatever you do." That's funny. Uh, so I want to I want to thank you for coming on to the podcast and sharing um, a bit of your story, your background, all of that great stuff. And I want to invite you to um, tell the fine folks where to check out um, Mr. Kokodama, your social media, all of that good stuff. So yeah, uh, follow Mr. Kokodama on Facebook and Instagram. We also have a website, MrKokodama.com. Um, if you guys have any questions, you can DM me through either of those social media platforms or email me at MrKokodama1 at gmail.com. Um, also I have a few events coming up in, um, this year, I guess since this would be airing in June, we said early June, right? Yes. Um, well, I'm pleased to announce that I was accepted as an exhibit exhibitor, um, for, um, the second year in a row for, uh, it's called, uh, arts and drafts festival at the Guinness brewery. Um, so that would be on the 25th and 26th of June. I will be selling Kokodamas there. So (laughs) congrats. Congratulations on that. That's great. Thank you. So I think that's it then, right? Anything Mm else? Um, no, other than that, thank you so much for, for having me. I, uh, I'm sorry. Like some of my questions, some of my answers were pretty long winded, but (laughs) Uh, yeah, thank you so much for this opportunity. This is great. Absolutely. I'm going to do my sign off and then, um, yeah, give you the rest of your evening back. I mean, you can get to what doing what you You can get out of your suit. You don't <laughs> thank, do that. Thank you. So for uh, Dan Vicks Lebrado Royer from Mr. Kokodama, I am Rob Lee saying that there is art business in and around Baltimore, and you just got to look for it.